0: This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years of developing my lit yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a movement by Laura podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns, so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today's podcast is about lifting your arms, pain-free and easily. <laughs> that sounds like an easy order to just lift your arms up in the air and not think about it. And in fact, we are born to be able to do that. To just lift our arms up, we have highly uh, mobile shoulders. And while there can be some slight variations in the structural alignment and sizes of the acromium or the scapula, angles of the clavicle that in general, most people are born with the ability to move in this full 180 degrees to lift your arm up in the air. And in fact, kind of circle it back around all the way to to starting point. So like 360 degrees of circumference with your, your arm. And let me first briefly go over for everyone. This is for lay people and for PTs and for Personal trainers for yoga teachers, uh, but if it's it's always good to review it. And I'm going to use terms that I think everyone can understand. Um, it's really fascinating, as always, to understand our bodies. We live and inhabit these structural vehicles of our spirits for our entire lives, and it's we, until something breaks down in the body or is injured or something, we we tend to not. Appreciate the mechanics, the absolute, just, just the complexity and the miracle that this that our bodies are. And so, the shoulder joint is not just the where the the ball of the socket of the ball and socket glenohumeral joint is. When people point to their shoulders, it's usually kind of that outer rim. But the shoulder complex is, in fact, made up of the clavicle. Which is the collar? Always known as their collarbones, and the glenohumeral joint, which is the humerus, the arm bone, the long arm bone, upper arm bone, uh, connecting with a little shallow, kind of T shape, like if you have a golf tee, of the humerus, and it's called the glenoid fossa. So the scapula. I'm sorry, not of the humerus, of the scapula. The scapula is in back and it's this triangular flat bone that has this little hollowed part to it, not hollow, but like a little scooped socket part where the arm bone meets it and the, the ball and socket. So it, the, the arm has four joints. The shoulder has four joints. Sternoclavicular joint where the clavicle, the collarbone meets the sternum. Then there's the glenohumeral joint where the glenoid meets the humerus, the arm bone meets the scapula. There's the acromioclavicular joint, which is where the clavicle meets the roof the kind of um, topping of the scapula. And that acromium comes out from the spine of the scapula in back. And the scapula sitting on the ribs accounts for the fourth joint, which is more kind of a physiological joint where there's not two bones that come together and move but that the scapula moves on the thoracic the thorax the rib cage so just that alone should give you an indication of the complexity of movement that happens at the shoulder there are many parts to that and some are more obvious and do a much bigger part in the, mob- the mobility of the shoulder but they all contribute to it so the the act of just bringing the arm up and reaching up to the ceiling is in fact extremely complex from a neuromotor point of view. So the the brain is sitting inside of our skull and doing all kinds of things. It's anticipatory and meaning before we even think about moving and manifesting that movement, executing it, it's been preemptively motored in the brain itself. And then that comes in the form of output into the muscle that then makes the arm move. And this is happening like, you know, micro nanoseconds. So the action of reaching your arm up seemingly would be not a big deal. And of course, doing it many, many times during our life, uh, we might not ever think of it as a big deal. But from a physical therapist standpoint, I can tell you, for people who have different habitual compensations or not optimal posture and don't keep all these muscles engaged and strong around the shoulder complex that would be just some reason but if imagine doing all of those things having not great posture then compensating and then the muscles are imbalanced So the firing of particular muscles to both hold the shoulder stable as the arm bone moves, there's a lot that happens. There's a lot that happens that we don't appreciate until something is speaking back to us and saying, that is not feeling great. And that can be in the form of, you know, you don't move your arm for a while and things get very stiff feeling. It could be stiff in the musculature that is attached to the the humerus that then is attached to the scapula. It could be attached to the muscles that are attached to the vertebral column, your spine, that are then attached to the scapula. So there's different muscle groups that run from spine to scapula, scapula to humerus, humerus to sternum or clavicle. And all of those muscles need to be balanced. They need to be balanced in terms of their strength or their ability to stabilize when something's moving. They need to have mobility to them or flexibility, meaning the joint has range of motion and the muscles and tissues surrounding it allow that range of motion to happen. It's complicated. So let me break this down and make it as if so that you don't go into anatomy zone land if you're not interested, but let me tell you, everybody should be interested because it's so cool. But we need to keep this in mind. To reach our arms up overhead, we need to stand taller. We need to work on our posture. To reach our arms up overhead effectively, we need to allow mobility in the the scapula. And yet we also need to have stability in the scapula. And this is all from that starting point where your posture is you're in this upright posture where your scapula are sitting in that scapulothoracic joint they're sitting on the thorax in what's called neutral position just a few inches away from the spine or the vertebral spine should the, should sit the scapula when people are rounded in that kind of forward head rounded shoulder position the scapula follows it, it looks really bad in the shoulders you look really you know, hunched over, and it, that's not a good postural look. But it's also not good because the scapula is starting off away from midline, away from that vertebral column. And as I like to say, you're starting your movement pattern already behind the starting line. So you can imagine when you have any movement, it's and starting from a neutral posture, you're at the you're at the starting line. But if you come, if your if your starting position is suboptimal, you are starting behind the starting line, and you're, so that means you're already starting at a disadvantage for motor power, for motor for, for motor performance, for optimizing movement. And optimizing movement doesn't mean it's just strong, but it's healthy and sustainable for the joints. So how do you move? What is required to bring your arm up overhead and say, hooray, look at me standing tall. A lot is happening. So you need to start off with good posture. That's number one. When you bring your arm up to 90 degrees, meaning the hand comes even in line with the, the glenohumeral joint, there—that that is mostly the action of the glenohumeral joint, the muscles around that, bringing that arm up. To go from that 90-degree position, like at the horizon, above to where your arm is in line with your ear, that then involves the muscles and the movement around the scapula as well. And this combination of moving at the scapula and moving at the humerus is called scapula humoral rhythm. And there needs to be this wonderful symphony that is perfectly balanced between movement at the humerus and movement at the scapula, to create ease of movement to think for things just to kind of slide around and, and move without catching on any structures, without impinging or squishing any structures, and without compensating, which might lead to those things. So it's really from the ninety degrees to the in line with your ears where your shoulder joint can be compromised. And here's one of the big ways. If the mo- if the, all of that motor firing doesn't happen perfectly sequentially, uh, where the scapula is moving and sliding on the thorax, where the glenohumeral joint is moving and um, spinning with at, at its proximal insertion, meaning near the body, then the acromium, which is the roof of the scapula, that sits on top of the ball of the gl- of the humerus, um, there are structures in between the roof and the glenohumeral joint that can get compressed. There is a bursa there called the subacromial bursa, and there is a tendon there called the supraspinitis tendon. And it's in that last 90 to 180 degrees that something there can be compressed. And you won't notice it maybe the first time it happens. You might not notice it the first a thousand times it happens, but after it happens and it starts to bark at you a little bit, then you will notice it. And that is called rotator cuff impingement, um, rotator cuff syndrome, and somewhere in there before you might even end up landing at the PT or doctor or, or anywhere you will have probably started to compensate in the way you're moving your arm to inevitably avoid discomfort. How do we not get to that place? Or how do we remedy from from getting to that place if you're somebody that lifts your arm up overhead and you feel like a catch, a pinch, or a sharp pain? Well, the first thing you're going to work on is when you get to 90 degrees, reaching your arm straight out in front of you with your thumb turned up. So you're already kind of biasing a little external rotation. You're gonna then reach your arm forward more. Make your arm longer as if you're reaching for something. But when you reach, reach from your scapula, slide the scapula away from that starting position. So it's sliding out in abduction or a protraction. And then from that slid out position, start to move the arm up overhead. This will help you in the clearing of the, of the chromium. And when you clear the chromium from the glenohumeral joint that's moving, you will not be squishing that structure, the, the structures of the tendon and the bursa. That's a huge one to do. The other thing you have to do is the number one of this, start with optimal posture. Optimal posture where your scapula is sitting on the rib cage, not letting the scapula kind of round as you are in this slouchy position. So practice reaching forward with the arm, with the thumb up and at 90 degrees, reach out like you're going to hold somebody's hand or reach for somebody's hand and then continue to go up to to that line where the arm is in line with your ear and see if this feels there's more ease involved. The final part of this is when we're taking this into some kind of movement practice, particularly vinyasa yoga, where you tend to do a lot of sun salutations, where the arms are reaching up overhead, which honestly, during the day, our daily life, we're not really doing that a lot. There's just not a lot we're reaching up we might be putting on our clothes and things like that, but the day, like many times during the day, you might squat. There's not a lot of times necessarily during the day you're going to be lifting your arm up overhead, but it's an action we want to work on. So it's wonderful we're doing it in our yoga practice. But then when we reach our arms up overhead, and our yoga teacher says, "Okay, now relax, the shoulders away from the ears," that that's very conflicting messages because what that person doesn't actually understand is upward rotation of the scapula requires that you will get some elevation of the scapula. That's part of upward rotation. An elevation of the scapula is gonna look like your arm, the back of your arm at the scapula is coming up more by the ears, not by the ears, but, but it's lifted. So to then try and have them soften the scapula away from the ears is, is erroneous. This is not healthy. So please stop giving that cue because it actually is part of upward rotation of the scapula. What people might be referring to when they see that is when the shoulder rolls in the glenohumeral joint, the ball and socket rolls in internal rotation because there's some kind of structural tightness, and it looks really like they're squishing things, and that might feel really, you know, crappy in that area, and so relaxing in the in the um, upper traps could in fact help that, but it's way more about what's happening farther out in this shoulder, uh, the shoulder. They're rolling into internal rotation. So there's different things you can do at that point. But I would say in general, that cue is just not a good one to be giving because we want to have freedom of the scapula its freedom and robustness of movement, the ability for it to be mobile, to be stable, to start off in a good resting optimal position, and then to have everything, all, all those muscles working well so that it can move and stabilize when needed. But this just the act of reaching the arms up pain-free and easily is going to require that the scapula move in upward rotation. So practice that and see for yourself. If you've had anyone who had any feeling when they lifted their arms up and it, there was some you know, feeling of pinching, ask them to do that, reach forward a little bit more. The other big thing that I don't do in my vinyasa classes is the big swan dive, reaching the arms out and then swinging them down. That's pure abduction, which is not a functional movement. There's very, very infrequently would you reach your arms straight out to the side and then up by your ear. So it's not something to do repetitively. The mechanics of it make it difficult to do that well over and over again because of the number of neuromotor just activations and pathways that are happening. Uh, there, and there also is a lot more of the acromion to clear So the roof of the scapula sitting on top of the glenohumeral joint is only... You only have to clear part of it when you go forward in that first action. To go straight out to the side in a typical swan dive, you have to clear the entire range of it over the acromion. So you're already put at a disadvantage and you're much much more likely to impinge that supraspinitis tendon I would not do that movement over and over again uh, for a variety of reasons. It's just not very functional to begin with. Kind of sets you up for pushing your ribs out. Again, you move the thorax away from the scapula. The scapula is um, confused. Please come back. So try these actions. And it's, this is like the anatomy geeky time, but it's really important to know that we can move our entire lives pain-free in the shoulder and not to lose that range that we're born with. Because when you lose it, it is um, there's a lot of kind of fallout from there. So let's not ever lose it. Let's just stay super mobile and adaptable in the shoulder so we can reach those arms up, lift them up to the ceiling, say, hello. It's a wonderful feeling to be free in the scapula, in the side body to do that. And and it's part of a lot of movement systems like yoga. So we want to be able to do it well. I hope this was helpful. Please, please uh, do me a favor and ha- let me know if this helps you at all. And then if you have any more questions, please feel free to write me at laura at movementbylara.com. And as always, uh, subscribe, rate, and review. If you haven't already, take a picture of your review and send it to us at podcast at com, And we will send you a copy Uh, A link to a free yoga class online, my my Laura yoga training um, classes, the Lit Daily, where you will see that I will do this action a lot and this action will prepare you for a lot of happiness in that shoulder. So sending you a big over the head high five and hugs.